Hello, and welcome to the Intimacy Experiment podcast. I'm Tara. And I am EJ. And we are with He Said, She Said Counseling and introducing our topic for today, which I'm really excited about. All systems are a go. All systems are a go. This this, uh, topic came out of the fact that, you know, I I can only speak for myself, but I definitely feel that I'm sort of limping into the end of this year. It has been a heck of a year. A heck of a year. It has. And, And we've also, I think in this last week or two, you know, all the couples we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of couples, a lot of individuals who are, you know, just kind of depleted and and struggling. Not exhausted, all, not just all. emotionally, physically, yeah, raw. Everything feels just raw. Yeah, and and when we get that way, it it makes it really uh, it makes our relationship probably a little more tumultuous, a little more up and down. And, uh, you know, that's where everything sort of plays out. Yeah. And we've just been oh, all week. I'm like, what can we do this Friday? That's just gonna really help couples feel okay, feel more connected and really get some tools to kind of stabilize and feel more united and empowered in kind of going into the new year. And so we're super excited about this podcast. We have a ton of information It'll be a lot. Um, yeah. So just stay present. And we're just really thankful that you guys are listening. And it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I've got that visual of Chevy Chase from A Christmas Vacation when he's chugging the eggnog. Like, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's going to be. It's good. It's good. That, that, that's what this podcast is going to be. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I mean, I think, the you know, our couples have come in this week. And a lot of them have been, like, really direct about saying, like, look, okay, I, I, you know, we want to understand each other better, but, like, really, we need some tools right now. And so, yeah, that's that's exactly our uh, our intention today is to give you a few things that you walk away from this podcast where you're like, okay, like, let's use these things because they're going to help. So Right. So where do we begin, T? I think we begin that, you know, systems – it's not necessarily like one definition, but it's just having strategies around times when you know it's going to be difficult, like difficult transitions or when conflict is happening. And it helps us to not go into autopilot because if we go into autopilot, it is not a good place to be. And so we want to help you guys develop systems for you. I mean, every couple is different. Yeah. I mean, life is stressful, right? Like like this year is extraordinarily stressful, but life is stressful anyway. Absolutely. And, and relationships can be stressful. And what do we know about stress? We know that like when things get stressful, when things feel out of control, we go into our instinctive minds. You know, we go oh, kind yes. of to the back of our brain. I think it's like the amygdala, right? You know, it's it's where there's fight, flight, or freeze. freeze. Yeah. And when you do that in relationship, it's a bad thing that creates a lot of problems. Cause if you're right. just like, if there's stress in the relationship and you just come out, you know, you come out with a lot of anger, not going to go good. And it just it keeps couples isolated and suffering like by themselves instead of like, how can we do this together? Yeah. If, if, you know, there's conflict, if there's stress and you freeze and you just sit there, your partner's like, hey, yo, where are you at? Like, I need you to be with me. 
or if there's it, things get stressful and you bail, you know, a lot of guys like just head out, they, you know, to the garage and, you know, yeah. go out and get away or get in the yard or women and, you know, whoever, whatever the, the no gender thing here, like we just get away from the other person. Right. And these strategies are going to help you guys stay connected in those moments. And when we say strategies, it's not like we have this like, you know, Excel document that you got to like refer to and figure out like, okay, B, <laughs> B9 happens. So we're going to do this. I would like that actually. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just a few simple things that, that if you guys make a mutual commitment to doing them, we know it will change things uh, yeah. for sure. Setting up strategies for prevention and avoidance of escalation. Everyone hear that, avoidance yeah. of escalation. So the two things we're going to kind of go over today is a few ways to stay connected on a daily basis because without staying connected, it's going to be really hard to set up strategies that feel good for both of you. And then, then we'll go into the second piece, which is the tools for conflict. So let's kind of just start with, all right, on a daily, weekly basis, your average couple, kids working, lots of external stressors happening. Yeah. How do, what are a few ways to stay connected on a daily basis? Yeah. I mean, I think it's real important to know that, that sometimes couples don't even know they're not connected because, you know, we're right next to each other. We're dealing with things together. We're, we're solving problems, right? right? But we're not connected. Um, and yeah. We say, yeah, like emotionally connected. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's, let's just dive right in and give them a tool. And this is something I think that our couples are eventually, they feel like we're kind of beating them over the head with this because, because we know. come back to this from the first session to the very last session. And every email in between. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is, is emotional check-ins, right? Tell them a little bit about emotional check-ins too. Emotional check-ins are basically, whether it's in the morning, which we prefer, it's just about kind of scanning where you are in that moment right? And kind of checking with two or three feelings. Like today I'm feeling a little tired, a little anxious because a lot's going on today and hopeful that, you know, I can be productive. Right. And and then maybe it's like, uh, you're, then you kind of hear your partner, you know, uh, today I'm feeling right. And, and you're just staying connected into these feelings because what happens if we don't, is we start to assume like, why is she or he like kind of acting this way? And it just, it just gives our partner an idea of where we are that day. It can even be that hour. It can be during a moment where you're having a really good moment or, or, or a stressful moment. Yeah, I think it's it's incredibly important because one of the things that we hear a lot of when couples get in here is they're like, yeah, like we we solve problems together or we run the house well together. But it's almost like we're we're roommates now, right? And what are roommates? Roommates are just people who kind of live in the same place and kind of go about doing things, you know, on their own. And enjoy Netflix together. Yeah, maybe, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, maybe there even are some like positive interactions, but there's not intimate connection, right? And the basis of intimacy, and, and again, couples come to us a lot of times because, you know, it's the the big thing has happened in intimacy where they're they're sexually breaking down. <clears throat> but the beginning of that is not being emotionally connected. And so if I just like wake up in the morning and I just, <clears throat> you know, tell T, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm out of here. All right, bye. And then I see her a couple hours later at the office and then we're like, okay, I got that done. Did you get this done? Okay, yeah, let's, let's keep going. 
we're just, you know, we're just kind of living parallel. Autopilot. Yeah. And if and if we sit down for literally, literally five minutes in the morning over a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or whatever, and I say, whew, Tara, like I just am thinking about what I'm doing the rest of the day and I'm feeling a little bit of stress and I'm having a hard time staying present because I'm already thinking like, when is Friday? Like I need it to be now. Right. And then Tara says to me, what are you going to say to me about how you're checking today, Tara? Uh, today I'm actually getting my hair done and it's been a few months. So I'm like very excited and kind of just, I just really excited for this podcast. And yeah, I just felt like a lot of energy flowing this morning. And, yeah. and, and one of the things that's really important too, is because if I check in, let's just say with a really positive, I have many positive feelings this morning, which is hmm. awesome. But if EJ doesn't, I kind of know how I can support him throughout that day because there's going to be days most of the time where one person in the relationship might be a little off and not as, you know, energized or feeling as productive or feeling as positive as the other. And instead of like getting angry that that person's not matching our emotional space, like we can help support them in like creating whatever it is that they need. This is why emotional check-ins are so important. And again, if we don't do it, we miss each other. We miss each other and we miss ourselves because a a big thing about the emotional check-in too is I'm going to like reflect on how am I really doing? Normally I'm just like zooming, go, go, go. But if I can sit, reflect, oh my gosh, I'm actually having like a lot of positive energy today, right? We notice when we have negative energy and usually kind of directed at other people or other situations, but today I'm like, wow, I'm really like feeling calm and positive and loving and hopeful. And I'm so happy that I recognize that. Yeah. I think what what Tara said just a few minutes ago is like so important. It's a, is that, you know, I can be a little bit stressed and she can be a little bit hopeful and if I know that, she knows that. We don't have to have the same feelings going into the day. But just that awareness for me is like, okay, well, Absolutely. she's like she's like in a really positive place. So I'm going to try not to drag her down, you know? And just knowing like, wow, she's in a really positive place for me then is like, well, that's kind of cool. Like, God, I'm glad she's feeling positive because, man, I'm, you know, I can kind of tap into that a little bit. And Absolutely. And then we walk away. It took five minutes. But, you know, a few minutes, you know, maybe two hours later, I'm like, hey, T, how'd that, how'd that feel getting your hair done? I know it's been like three months since you got your hair done. How, how was that? Six months. Six months, I know. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then she's like, oh, my God, he cares. He cares enough to ask and, and, yeah. and vice versa. So We're letting each other in. We're being vulnerable. It's very connecting. So, okay. Yeah, and so we... let's recap really quick on emotional check-ins okay. so we don't just like blast through this. We have a lot we're giving you today and and I we don't want anything to get glossed over. Okay. So emotional check-in, you find one time a day and you be very consistent about it. You put it on your schedule mm-hmm. that we wake up five, you know, a half hour earlier and we have a cup of coffee. Or at the end of the day, we make sure before we we turn on Netflix, we sit there and we say, hey, how am I feeling? I statements always, especially if there's a little bit of tension between the two. It's not, well, earlier in the day when you, no, we just want I am feeling. Mm-hmm. And then the other person is is heart with ears. 
right? Mm-hmm. So they're just hear. listening. They're not responding. They're just letting, okay, I, okay, I, I hear that. And then, you know, you can throw in a few other things like what was challenging today or what are you feeling hopeful about or, or what is your goal for the day? Or any, you can even ask your partner, like, this is what would feel important or this is how you could support me. Yeah. And, and let there be sort of a beginning, middle, and end to it, that it's over. It doesn't last forever. It's just it about this. It does not last forever. Yes. Five to 10 minutes. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay. All right. So moving on to the, just another way to stay connected throughout the week really is weekly stay dates. So important, you guys. We get nine out of 10 couples like, uh, we just don't have time to do that. We've got kids, we've got work, we've got house chores, we've got this, we've got that. And what does that say? Like at a very subconscious, unconscious level, when couples come in and say, we don't have time to make quality time together on a weekly basis, what does that say? It says that my relationship is just not as important as everything else. And it's and not the, a priority. Yeah. And 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 we know from from all the years we've been doing this that your relationship is literally the foundation for the rest of your life because you're yep. always returning to it. And and if that foundation you're not taking care of, then everything else becomes unmanageable. And if you pay attention to your foundation, you keep it solid, then everything else becomes much more manageable. And so when a couple says to me, like, yeah, we just don't have the time to do anything. I'm like, you know, I just don't, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, and I've been there, but I don't buy it. You yeah, know? I, we, we don't let that excuse just. Yeah. And so what we found, and, and this is a tool that, that Tara and I created like a few years ago when we were just like, you know, we just had all the kids and, and we're starting the business and all that, where we were like, we literally did not have the time to go out. That I think we, were we like, had one date in 10 months. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> and it was just like, and, and Saturdays seemed like Wednesdays and Sundays seemed like Tuesdays. And it was just yeah. like, all right, once a week, we, we just make some time for us once the kids are in bed. Yeah. Like an hour, two times. asleep. We sit out back. Maybe we have cheese and crackers Popcorn. and we just like kind of just change the tone if we watch and this is as simple as this like if we watch netflix we're not going to watch netflix maybe we're going to actually like watch a movie or a documentary but we just make it slightly different mm-hmm. and it's about us and it's about us yeah and we really try actually not to do screen but sometimes we're just like so fried by the end of the week that we're like let's do a movie because we usually do netflix so a movie is kind of different but and Tara's great about this but like so instead of it being like, you know, Netflix binging, Tara will be like, all right, uh, it's 80s movie night. And yeah, so we watch be. Can't Buy Me Love and, you know, get Juju Bees and, and Jordan Almonds, you know, something from the past. Or it's, it's horror night and we watch, a, we watch a scary movie and, you know, I don't, you know, just do I like to come up with themes. I'm cheese. a little bit of a cheese yeah. ball. <laughs> but, it's, but again, but it. And and I didn't get this, I think, at first, because Tara was like, this is something Tara's been really, always really good about, is for me, it felt like, oh, like effort to think it up. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it is effort to think it up. Mm-hmm. It is effort to do it differently mm-hmm. because our relationship needs that. Absolutely. And And what we notice is when we didn't have it and we don't have it, we kind of just forget, uh... Oh yeah, spending quality time together is important. That this is nourishing our intimate connection. We just let every everything else take over, from the kids to homework to our jobs 
to Netflix being more important. And, and one thing too is you can even use that hour or whatever it is to talk about like, why in the heck is it so hard to create one hour for our relationship? Like in the beginning, we would sit down and talk and be curious. And like, now it's like, we're both resistant to like actually making this time. That could be a great use yeah. of talking because you want to kind of get through it because it's new. A lot of couples are like, we don't have to, I don't want to have to schedule dates or schedule intimacy. And we're saying, it's not about that. It's about on a weekly basis, you are carving out time for just the two of you. It has nothing to do with like, oh, that means we're not spontaneous anymore. And like, oh, how did it get to this? Because guess what? If you don't do it, it doesn't happen. And I bet you, you could ask out of a hundred couples, how good are you guys at creating quality time every week? And I'm going to say at least 70% of them would say terrible. I'm going with 70% where they have kids. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. So we've talked about two ways to stay connected, things that you can do for your relationship that keep you connected. One is daily check-ins. The other is a weekly stay date. Now we want to make a shift to, to the other thing that's really important is inevitably there is conflict in relationship, Absolutely. right? And we want to give you two really great tools for how to keep conflict from escalating, right? right? And, and the way the kind of tools go into the systems, it's the more that you're saying, okay, when we start to have this argument, when I start to feel this way, you're developing systems and they just start to repeat themselves. And then you're like, I know what we have to do. And it becomes more consistent, becomes more safe, and it becomes more predictable, which is really important for couples. Yeah. Because when conflict happens and it's like unexpected and just like, oh, they start to feel powerless and how did we even get here and we shouldn't even be together. And so really these tools that we're about to talk about, they are systems during conflict. Yeah. So the first one, and again, this is another one for, for, and it's a pretty basic one. A lot of therapists use it. And a lot of couples say like, oh, I've heard this before, but they have a hard time implementing it. We're going to hopefully give you some tips on how to make it work. And that's just, and that's code word. Code right? word. And this has been huge in our relationship, especially once we really committed to it and once we had a, we really had a good system for how to use it. And so, you know, it's pretty obvious, right? You, It's a word that you and your partner pick that means you know, timeout, like we, whatever, whatever roller coaster ride we're on right now, we have to stop it. We have to get off and we have to have something we do before we come back together. Right. Because in times of conflict, again, you're, you're that fight, flight, freeze is activated and both of you become very instinctual and we want you to be something different. We want, instead of instinctual, we want you to be intentional. Absolutely. And so code word is not a way to just like get away from each other. No, not at all. It's a way to, to sort of reboot, you know, like when your, your computer is, is frozen up or it's doing wacky stuff, you, it's a moment, you know, right. that you shut everything down, restart and, and try it again. I mean, so before we really get into why code words are important and what that would look like, I think it's important to talk about, we do have some couples that say, I just, I can't do it in this moment. Yeah. It's like really hard because they're so triggered and they don't want to use a code word. Yeah. This is a, this is a big thing. Cause we do have, a, we do have a, a decent amount of couples where there's one or both individuals who are like, we try it and the other person just won't do it. Or I can't do it. Like I can't. 
I can't decompress in one of these moments. And what that tells me is that one person is being triggered and there's something so big that's being revealed that, that it's not containable. And what that means is, is they're accessing some kind of trauma or some unhealed, like, yeah. Yeah, unhealed wound that they just can't handle in, in relationship. And what that means to me also is that getting some individual counseling might be very important, right? And it also means that the other person who's like, who's like, why won't they just stop has to really like amp up their empathy and know like, okay, this is something really big that my partner is struggling with. And I, and I have to like, I have to understand that they are suffering deeply. And so it's not an easy solution, but it is important to know that there are things that get triggered that you just need professional help with. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you, EJ. You're so amazing. I love oh, you. thank you. Okay. So code word, why it's important to me, this is very much an individual accountability piece because our code word is burnt toast. Burnt and it, toast. And it originated it a couple because times. when the twins were born, I would like leave my coffee and the toast burnt constantly. And then I, EJ would come home and I'm like, hey, I can't stand you. I'm so resentful of you. Like, how dare you be out adulting while I'm here like a milking cow? And so I was like, okay, I'm starting to hate him. Like, really, I'm starting to like absolutely don't even want to look at you. And I was like, this isn't not me. And so I said, EJ, like, I'm going to start using this word called burnt toast. And that means like, I cannot be my best self right now. And I know that if it doesn't stop, like I will escalate into a place that I don't want to be. And so I started using burnt toast when I would get overwhelmed, overstimulated, whether it was with EJ or some dynamic that was happening between us, or if it was around our dog, if it was around the house being messy, I would say burnt toast. EJ would recognize like, okay, T needs a time out for herself. And he kind of knew what to do. He would, again, because my code word could have been around the kids, it could have been around EJ or I. But, you know, if it's like I'm overstimulated, uh, EJ puts on a little Miles Davis because that helps me relax. Take the kids outside and play with them. Give her a little bit of space. If it's around EJ and I and we're about to get into conflict, I just kind of go into another room and I come back out when I'm feeling ready. So again, code word, it's important. It's an individual accountability piece. I never say to EJ, you need to say burnt toast right now. Like that is not how it is used, you guys. And couples get a little flipped up on this. Code word means I'm going to say this when I'm feeling like I cannot be my best self and I don't want this to get worse. And it is so important. Code word works so much better when you're calling it on yourself, not when you're calling it on your partner. Yeah. right is and that's super important that it, when you guys create this code word and you just create something hopefully it's something maybe a little bit playful but but at the very least that it's neutral neutral right? exactly and and you say like i am going to honey when when i'm feeling overwhelmed or i'm feeling angry or i'm feeling anxious i'm going to i'm going to use the code word for me absolutely and then, and then the partner says the same thing okay i'm going to do that right and then you know and you have to create this yourselves we can't create this for you right you say like okay when somebody says it that means what you know does it mean that that we we go for separate walks does it mean one person goes to one side of the house for a little bit one yeah. goes to the other you know what's our protocol and what am i going to do with this time because if i sit back if, if i'm getting really upset 
and then I say burnt toast, and then I go back to the bedroom and I sit there the entire time going, I cannot believe she said that. This is absolutely ridiculous. She is acting so, and I spend that entire time just thinking about what what she's done. That's going to do nothing because I'm going to come back to it and I'm going to be just as amped up or more. But if I go back and I go, okay, man, I was, that was really triggering for me. And gosh, that was that, you know, I got to take a few breaths and obviously that's hitting some, some pain and, and I'm going to let her know this reminds me of this other time in my life. And I don't want that, you know, I want to be kind and I want to be understanding. Okay. Then we return and then the tone has changed. And so your job as an individual is to change your own tone. And, and and here's the thing, and we're almost done with code word, but if we don't have some kind of system in that moment, it just keeps recycling the old patterns of conflict and triggering negative thoughts and feelings and negative core beliefs, and it just gets stronger and stronger and more repetitive. And you guys go down into that negative escalation downward spiral. And so this is a way to be like, okay, we are retraining our brain during these moments so we don't keep re-traumatizing this right this repetitive um cycle of conflict and i think this is a perfect code word is a perfect sort of segue into the next thing and and this isn't a super complex concept but it's but it's really useful but i think it's also very hard and this is what we call emotional triage right and so when a when a medic or a fire you know person like shows up at the scene and there's multiple people hurt they they do what's called triage right they look around they say okay what is the priority here who needs treatment first, right? Absolutely. And then, and then they treat that person and then they move on to the next, right? They don't just treat that person and then not treat anybody else, but they move from person to person. And what I think we need to do and what Tara and I have developed is like this ability that like when something is happening between the two of us. Or or even just like waking up and, you know, not not in a great place, might not even be between the two of us, but that one person might be suffering yeah, we, we somebody needs to kind of look and be like, okay, who right now is more triggered? Who right now needs space hold, held for them? Who's in a deeper place of suffering yeah. exactly? And 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 so if if I like if there's a moment and it feels uncomfortable between the two of us, and I take a moment to be like, you know, I think Tara's just a little more triggered than me right now. So my frustration or my hurt, I'm just gonna put it to the side for a second, and I'm gonna really focus on like, hey, honey. Help me understand what's going on. Love that. Love that sentence. Anything I can do to support you right now. I can see that like, this is really hard for you right now. Yep. Yep. I mean, what it does. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And I help, help her through the process. And then hopefully once Tara feels a little better then Tara, what do you do? I mean, I'm able to feel supported by you, protected by you, safe with you. And then I can come back and hear what that experience was like for you. Yeah. And then I, yeah. And then Tara says, what's going on with you? And I'm like, oh, thank you. And then that thing that I've put aside, I pull it back out and I say, okay, like this is what was happening for me. So hear this, and this is not the easiest thing to do. Triage is probably one of the hardest skills because we're, we're humans and we get reactive and we get our defense systems go up. But when we can stay present for the other person suffering, and we can put our own aside just for a few minutes, it is the key to building emotional safety. Because if we don't have that, 
people react to each other, guards are up, and it becomes this like win-lose, bad guy, good guy. I mean, it's just so dangerous and toxic to the relationship. So you have to recognize like, first, why is it so hard for me to stay present? Probably because, right, I'm activated and my defenses are up. You have to kind of have this visual, like how do I stay open-hearted? We're both in a place of suffering. I can see EJ's suffering a little bit more. I'm going to try to really keep my heart open for him, even though I'm like pissed at him right now. (laughs) I'm going to keep my heart open. I'm not going to close it. That means everything. That means everything. The times when Tara's done that for me, like it really like blows me away because you know, it's just like exactly what I need in those moments is like, wow, she's saying like that, that what I'm going through is important. And, and it tells me like, wow, she really cares. Right. And, and we work on our own defense systems. Like we grow as individuals because when we're able to stay open-hearted during difficult moments, that is individual growth for the sake of the couples too. But I mean, it helps. We're going against biology. We're saying, I don't need to defend myself to my partner. That's crazy. He's not enemy. She's not the enemy. I love this person. Anyway, well, hey, <laughs> I know we threw a lot at yeah, you guys today. Yeah, we threw today. a ton at you today. But I think, I think maybe you could tell how important we think these things are and how we've just experienced in our own relationship what game changer. Really, these four things, I would say, Absolutely. have made the most positive impact in our relationship. And, and they spread out to problem solving, resolving conflict, intimacy, all the other issues that couples come to us for. They work. These four things will contribute to making them better. And so- um, And I want to say one thing too, like when you guys start to develop them and it's a little clunky at first and you might use the code word two out of 10 times, like, hey, whatever, we're great at it now, but you just start to feel very empowered as an individual and as a couple, like we have strategies, we can get through this, we can handle this. That is key. Yeah. So so please reach out to us uh, at any time. Uh, tell us how, how these strategies are working, how they're not working. Give us ideas for podcasts. Um, you can reach out to us at info at he said, she said counseling.com, mm-hmm. on Facebook at he said, she said counseling, on Instagram at he said, she said couples. That's just a lot wow, of Wow, I got a, I got a, lot, of, <laughs> a lot of ats in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just again, thank you for hearing us and for being a part of our community. And we feel truly grateful and very empowered and passionate yeah, to do this work. Yeah. We are just so thankful that we have been able to like, well, have our relationship be so strong and deeply connected, but then to to be able to see the couples that we work with just shift in these ways is just like, yeah, life is really good. I'm this is my purpose. It feels awesome. All right. So everybody, uh happy, happy holidays. holidays. Happy holidays. Bye bye. Bye bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you we are the
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.